0: It's Buddy Bauman, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation.
1: They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina,
0: Idaho Falls,
1: Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another royal on Clubhouse Conversation. Well, when you take a gander down at that Omaha Storm Chasers bullpen, there really aren't too many weak spots. You can almost say it's a major league bullpen. Nearly all the guys have the MLB experience, whether it be Blake Wood or Casey Coleman or Wilking Rodriguez or Donnie Joseph. The list goes on and on. But there's two homegrown Royals in that bullpen who have yet to crack the major leagues that fans are beginning to clamor for big time as they continue to put up the numbers year after year. They're guys who were easy to root for. They're guys the Royals grew. One of them is Spencer Patton, who we spoke with last week here on Clubhouse Conversation. The other is Buddy Bauman. He's a lefty out of Missouri State. Was taken by the Royals in the seventh round back in the 2009 draft. Buddy Bauman, kind of an underdog story. He's five foot ten. The man has put up numbers consistently since high school, if you go back and look at him. Six stats. But he continues to may, maybe be taken for granted a little bit. Maybe overlooked a bit. Some of it could be his size. He's five foot ten. But you can't deny the numbers from Buddy Bauman. You can't deny the competitiveness, the attitude, and the down-to-earth humble personality, which makes him completely fun to cheer for. Buddy Bauman has a combined 2.10 ERA at the AAA level the last couple of years to go along with 9.9 strikeouts per nine over a strikeout per inning for Buddy Bauman, the lefty who joins us now on Clubhouse Conversation. How's everything going, man? Everything good?
0: Yeah, yeah, everything's good with me. Sorry, um, My host family's cat just got out of the house, and so I'm trying to catch it.
1: (laughs) Do you want me to call you back in a minute?
0: Well, no, it's fine. I'm just, I just gotta. It likes to eat grass. All right.
1: I think we can say that's definitely a first: having a cat escape from a house during a live interview here on Clubhouse Conversation. So, how's everything going in Omaha for you, though? Everything going pretty good.
0: Oh, it's the best. We're uh, on a winning streak like crazy right now so we just pulled into first and everybody's happy and just got back into home or back home to Omaha for eight games so all the wives are happy so I guess everything's good
1: yeah you were gone for a good long while there on the west coast weren't you
0: yeah yeah um the whole month of uh May and a little bit of June um we're pretty much on the road so um yeah we just had an eight-day uh road trip to California
1: Well, at least you weren't there back in the day when they shared Rosenblatt Stadium, and it'd be like 21-day road trips during this time,
0: right? Yeah, Lewis Coleman likes to tell us those stories. He was there the last year before that.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm sure. That was a little bit rough. So, Do you get to go into (laughs) any of those games, by the way? Do Do you try to make a College World Series game?
0: Yeah, my uh, my host dad actually he um, likes to work there. He takes off um, time from work and likes to go there and um, like sell sell hot dogs or whatever he does. And uh, um, he left us some tickets. Um, so last year, I haven't haven't been yet. Um, last year I didn't go, but this year we might we might check it out.
1: And you're a Mr. Uh, Missouri State guy. Didn't they make it back in the day when they were Southwest Missouri State, like in the mid '90s, late '90s? Um, uh,
0: 2003, they made it. Oh, was yeah. it that late? Okay. Um, yeah, so it was a couple of years before I went there, and the, the buzz was still around, and um, the the hope was still there to make it back, but uh, it never really happened.
1: Well, maybe someday. Well, so this is yeah. your sixth season then at the minor league level, parts of six seasons at least, and you know a lot of movies and books kind of paint minor league baseball as both lonely and romantic at the same time. So I know you're kind of a philosophical guy. How would you describe life in the minor leagues?
0: Yeah, I guess I guess lonely or romantic is kind of a good way to. To describe it. Uh, it, all depends on on your mindset going through. If you're if you're um, heart is set on the on the big leagues and nothing else will make you happy, then it can be it can be the worst thing in the world. But if you can really take it for um, what it, it's there to offer you, it can be uh, very productive and uh, um, how how to say it um, that it gives. Uh, gives you a lot of wisdom and uh helps you grow a lot so um and i think that's what most people who spend a lot of time in the minor leagues um begin to see they uh they they go from uh, everything's about the major leagues and uh and happiness is there to to man this is actually this is kind of the grind is actually okay and uh i'm actually learning a lot so um you know, we all still want to make it there, but we understand the process and we understand how things work whenever you're dealing with, with a lot of money and uh and in the end the big leagues, you know, people are still trying to do the exact same thing we're trying to do. So, um I I guess whenever you, you get to it you do kinda of, and I'm sure whenever I'm older and I'm out of the minor leagues I'll uh um I'll look back on it and say, you know, the the grind it was kind of it was kind of a, a cool thing, a kind of a dear thing to my heart. So, um Think everybody kind of gets to that that point, or else they're not in the minor
1: leagues anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, totally. And you got you guys got to kind of feel like because I mean you've got a really really talented collection of arms there in Omaha. I went through the bullpen. It's mm-hmm. I mean it's like the whole bullpen's like a major league bullpen. So it's I mean yeah. you guys got to kind of feel like you're Cal. You know the guy behind Cal Ripken for all those years, right at shortstop. You're in AAA for Baltimore. <laughs> you're like man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but for sure. That's, that's the that's the thing. All, most of us have, um, except like, you know me. And Spencer Patton. I think we're the only ones who haven't been in the big leagues. Um, and uh, but everybody who's in the, our bullpen have, have been there. They've had success there, um, and our obviously our numbers show that you know we can be there. But it's just one of those things. Like you, you can't uh, you can't expect more than what you're you've been given. You just have to c- continue to work at what uh, work hard at. What you've been getting, so um, we all know that we can we can play and succeed in the big leagues, and that's what kind of makes it. What, it's kind of like the romantic part about it, so makes it so exciting. Is it's you know all that all that money is on the line, all that um, prestige is there, but yeah, we're we're humbled and we're here in AAA. It's kind and and we're doing you know we keep on doing our thing day in and day out. So it's kind of a it's kind of cool, and it, sometimes it's hard, but um, but yeah, it, it's that's life.
1: So you mentioned kind of the romantic thing again. Then, well, how about some of the movies then? So, which of the minor league movies because you watch like Bull Durham and it's kind of got the love story and yeah. on and on. know. Like, wh- which of the movies are, are most accurate in portraying minor league life?
0: Yeah, Bull Durham's fun because is it is a fun it's a fun game and uh, and in order to get through 140 games and in the big leagues 160, um, you have to you have to make it fun and and do stupid things and and stories are built and. Um, and yeah, there's low triangles all over every every single um, team that you go to. So it's yeah, it's it's uh, I I like Bull Durham in that in that sense that it's um, I think Kevin Costner he always represents baseball pretty well in in Hollywood. So I like I like to think of minor league baseball more like that than than anything else.
1: Have you seen the movie Sugar before?
0: Sugar, um, no, I've heard of it. I heard about um, being a um, story about a Dominican, right? He used, yeah. uh, Actually, played maybe for Burlington.
1: Yeah, and it's based on the on the whole Kansas City organization. You've got to watch that. It's a great. It's my favorite movie of all time. I'm going to put a plug in for really? it right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. I need a, I've I've told or people have told me I need to see that, so I should probably watch that. Definitely, definitely.
1: So one other movie question while we're on the topic. So you pitched in the Cape back in college. Yeah. So Summer Catch. Well, I, I, every guy that I talk to that's pitched in the cage, I got to ask cuz I love that movie. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. We we like to make fun of the movie sometimes. Um and we wish it Jessica Biel was, our, uh, <laughs> was was up there. But um no, that's yeah, no, it's a it's a good movie, especially before we whenever you're a baseball player and you get to a certain level, all the movies that you loved as a kid kind of have a a funny um, twist to it after you've made it, and uh, that's kind of how Summer Catch was. It's just it's kind of it's kind of corny, but it's a good movie. It really is. It's uh, it's funny, and as it uh, has its parts, but you know the on the baseball side of things, we we always like to to laugh at its expense sometimes. But it's uh, um yeah, that's the, the Cape. It was it was a, it was a fun time. I I liked the Northwoods more, but um, just because it was it was actually a lot more like minor league baseball, but. The Cape was fun just because it was so relaxed, and it was the most prestigious place to, to go in the the weather and beach there. It was awesome. So, uh, But, yeah, I, um, we we like to watch summer catch every now and then, but I think it's more of a um, we just we have fun joking about it.
1: <laughs> well, well, let's talk about all your minor league styles. But before we do that, let's go way back then. Let's talk about how you got the nickname Buddy. Tell us that story.
0: Okay. My right, buddy came during baseball um, when I was seven years old, or six years, yeah, seven years old. We moved from Chicago down to Kentucky, um, Paducah, Kentucky area, and um, signed up for little league baseball down there. They had a good little rec uh, rec league, and I guess all our names were put in a pool. And I, I was at the first practice, and the coach I knew nobody, and the coach told me that. We could put our first names on our jerseys, our last names on our jerseys, or our nicknames. And being the fourth George in my family, uh, my family used to call me uh, Buddy every now and then. I don't even know if it was a big thing, but, but I kind of grew accustomed to it. And I said, hey, Buddy's my nickname, right? And I said, I guess so. I said, I want to put that on there. They said, all right. And uh, and then that's how everybody came to know me. Um, I, was, <laughs> I put up big numbers as a seven-year-old. So I, I became the talk of the town. Now, um, that Yeah, so at seven years old, they all started calling me Buddy. I liked it more than George. It was more of a kid's name. So um, they all started calling me that, and that's how it stuck.
1: Now, which team did you grow up rooting for?
0: I was a White Sox fan, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, my family, we're all from, my dad's from the south side of Chicago, and I grew up in Joliet area when I was up there. So, um, yeah, we're big White Sox fans.
1: And then, so you went to high school at Logan Rogersville High School in Rogersville, Missouri. Now, first of all, where is that?
0: That's about 10 to 15 minutes east of Springfield.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. So that was perfect then. So you ended up, you know, obviously going to Missouri State then for college. We'll talk about that here in a second. But I was reading your old perfect game profile, which is still online. And a couple of things stood out. So, first of all, some guy wrote a scouting report that said you were quite the hitter and in, in position player and were almost as good at that and could have done that in college. Is that is that a pretty accurate assessment?
0: Oh, that was nice of him. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was good. I didn't put as much work into to that as I did as a pitcher. And if I did, I probably could have been a fairly good college player. Um, but, yeah, I... I I guess so. <laughs> I couldn't say the same for that. Now I'm. Uh, I haven't swung a bat since high school. But yeah, I was um, in our small our small town. I, I was a good hitter and position player.
1: What did you play? What position?
0: Um, I was a center fielder, right fielder, and uh, I played first base just because I was uh, right, uh, left handed. And uh, um, but it was really about the positioning with the, the with the pitching staff. If the center fielder was um, pitching, then I would probably be in the outfield if the first baseman was pitching I'd be at first, so it was one of those things.
1: Now, this is kind of a deep question, so bear with me here. But right. So you went to Missouri State for college, both because they recruited uh-huh. you harder than others and because they obviously had a great history of developing great pitching there, and it was close, right. obviously, too. But I've read you also obviously had the results in high school to go to a quote-unquote bigger baseball school. You were 10-2 and with a one four three 4 and 143 Ks. Is a senior, but yeah. then I think some of the bigger schools, from how I understand it, were into the more quote unquote projectable bodies, the taller guys, the <laughs> sexy bodies. So, you being <laughs> 5'10, I'm guessing that at some point in your life, that had to probably kind of frustrate you, right? That you were kind of being overlooked some of the time, even though you had the yeah. results. I mean, but how have you been able to overcome that and use that kind of as positive energy for yourself?
0: Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Whenever um, I always tell someone, if I was 6'3, I, I don't think I'd be here, so, um, it's one of those things that, that have motivated me since I was, since I was even younger than middle school, is I've always been the smallest guy on the team, so, I have that little man syndrome in me, um, full blown, uh, and, and yeah, um, obviously, we, you know, I, I was contacted by some schools, other schools, you know, it was always my dream to, to go to the bigger school, and, um, but Missouri State they they kind of had that little man syndrome as well they they're they're always like a, they're a very competitive school and um they work hard they know they're not getting like the the most the sexiest bodies right but uh um and so it kind of it fit it fit well and it fit my fire and their fire at all it was all um, perfect for each other so they they gave me a chance to work hard and and that's what I wanted to do to prove to all those big schools that I was better than them and you know um facing, facing a bunch of them I was able to kind of, um, kind of put in their face whenever I wanted to. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, being 510 has pushed me, um, through all the, that got me, I mean, not having got me where I'm at now, but it's definitely given me a lot of ambition and reason to work a little bit harder than everybody else. So I'm very thankful for it. And, uh, there's been a couple times that I you know, looked at it and I'm like, man, yeah, if I was 60, I might be in the big leagues right now. But that's uh, that's being kind of childish to, to think like that. So um, so I'm very thankful for it.
1: Well, you were the Missouri Valley Conference Pitcher of the Year as a junior, 11-1 and with a 3-2-3, 101 Ks in 86. I love those Ks, by the way. And that got you uh, second-team All-American honors from many different publications. You were in the running for the Golden Spikes Award for a while. So uh, when you look back to your days in Springfield, what are your favorite Missouri State memories?
0: Oh fair okay, now we're now we're really getting in the back of my mind here um <laughs> oh gosh the the guys my my, my friends that I was able to go to school with and live with for three years that that's definitely the the best memories um, wichita state whenever I was in uh oh, there's another summer catch uh term that uh <laughs> the guy with the blonde hair, yeah, you from Wichita state, so there's <laughs> another reason to hate them right right exactly. Uh, <laughs> Um, and Creighton too. At, what's that? And, Cra- and I'm a Nebraska yeah.
1: graduate, so we don't like Creighton in basketball either. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's right. Um, we, uh, obviously no one in the Missouri Valley likes Wichita state cause they've always been a powerhouse. And, uh, and I had a, I was kind of having a bad year my freshman year, not good numbers. I was out of the pen. And, uh, uh, Ross Devweiler with the Nationals. He was pitching in our first weird last place. So the only reason we got to this ter- tournament was because we hosted it, and uh, um, we were playing Wichita State. They were one, and uh, Ross he came out of the game in like the third inning with a fingernail problem, and I think it tore off. And so I was I was the last person. I never came behind Ross because I was a lefty and he's a, he's a lefty. I always came behind Scott Carroll, who's actually with the White Sox. And uh um but they I had I told my coach earlier that day, I said, Hey, I I know I know what my ears been like, but I was like I'm I'm ready for something. I don't know what I was um the past couple days I think I was thinking on it a lot, but I was like I am I'm, I'm ready for this and so he he came up to me and said, You said you're ready, let's go. Go you know, go get ready until so in like the third, fourth inning, something like that I I came in the game and like for five innings just Completely shut the door on Wichita State. It was it was epic because all my high school friends were there. The whole stadium in uh, in Springfield was packed, and it was just one of those moments we we beat Wichita State like three two or something like that. And it was um, it was pretty it was pretty special, and it was a, it was good to put my name kind of out there, and and kind of give me the idea that I can do this at this level, to so it, so it can springboard me. To, you know where i'm at now so that was a kind of a cool cool moment
1: you mentioned scott carroll obviously he's from liberty and we've seen him a couple times this year uh, you know pitching yeah. against the royals what's he like
0: uh he's a great guy he's hilarious um he's one of those guys who uh never get too too amped up he's always he's always kind of have a he has a really easygoing personality likable personality so um He was good to have there as a um, when I was a freshman. He he he, he ragged on us a little bit, but he was always really cool about it. He wasn't too harsh, so um, about as nice as you can get. And we're so pumped when we saw him and make make his debut this year. We're we're pumped for him. So it's been a ride for him. (laughs) If you want to talk to someone about a, a long time in the minors, he's a good guy to talk to.
1: So now, when you were back at Missouri State. Um, what were you going to, you know, quote-unquote be when you grow up? What were you majoring in and things not worked out with baseball?
0: History. Um, I was a history major, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with that. If it was going to be like a history teacher, coach type thing. But I know, I mean, I like history a lot, and it's it's good. It's good for, um, an undergraduate just because, um, you can write a lot. You learn how to write. You learn how to research. And, and whatever meets your fancy after that, you can go to grad school and do, um, any type of work after a history degree. So uh, I, th- I thought it was fairly good. It helped me become a better student. and uh, But I, I do like history, and that was my major.
1: <laughs> well, the Royals selected you then out of Missouri State in the seventh round of '09. So were you expecting to go about the seventh round, and were you expecting KC to take you?
0: Yeah. Um, no, not KC. I, I remember talking to my um, scout, Scott Melvin, once, early maybe February. Um, so I, I didn't think they were on the radar. Um, there was talk um from like the the third the the that was kind of the um the, the, the talk and so I was had my phone phone charged up and ready from the third to the eighth round and uh it happened in the seventh round with the Royals so it was it was a cool moment. I I was I was kinda shocked that they were the ones that were taking me but uh um uh, but yeah, that's around the same uh, round that I thought
1: where were you at that day did you have some did you have your whole family around you and everything on draft day
0: yeah I was down in my basement uh, my family's house and they had the internet hooked up to the TV so we could watch it um, and it was uh, everybody was like yelling and crying and all that kind of stuff so it was a cool moment <laughs>
1: Very cool. But well, you got to appear in three games. You signed that year in time to pitch for the uh, B Royals in the Appy League for a brief minute. Uh, three games in 2009. What are your f- you know favorite memories of your short times in the Appy League?
0: Um. Uh. Jeez. Um. Maybe. Grape tobacco. <laughs> no, I. Uh. Oh, I'm just joking. Um. <laughs> we. Uh. I got hurt My... First game there, so it was it was the first. The Happy League is not the best league, and uh, it was the first introduction to the minor league, so it was it was very fitting. the The locker rooms there, and um, just the lifestyle. We were in a really bad mo hotel in in Burlington, North Carolina, kind of in a, a lower uh, income area, and uh, it was it was actually just perfect to to get all the glorious. Um, feelings of what pro ball would be like out of the way real quick. But, um, yeah, I got I, my shoulder kind of flared, flared up from the um, we had, after the college season. And before I went there, I took about three, four weeks off. So my arm um, kind of, after that big year, it kind of went to crap. So I uh, um, had to go back to Arizona real quick after that. So, um, But it was, it was cool. I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The hot minute you were there. So 2010, you spent the season at Wilmington. You started 14 games. You'd also start 11 the next year, but none since then. So was that kind of the – did you kind of expect that going in, that you might not be, you know, stay a starter?
0: I wasn't supposed to be a starter. Each year, 2010, 2011, I started in the bullpen. And um, as movement happened and people started uh, getting hurt, they they put me – gave me a couple spot starts, and I I did really well, and so they they kept me starting. And um, in 2011, I think it was the the end of that one because of uh, because of the injury my uh, during the All-Star game. I I was out pretty much the rest of the year after that, and I think they thought that the the amount of work probably wasn't the best for me, so they wanted to keep me in the pen the next year.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Well, you, so you went yeah. four and two with a two two four that year, one hundred and thirteen Ks and one hundred innings as a Blue Rock. So your favorite memories of Wilmington and the Carolina League?
0: Um, Wilmington, the Carolina League. There was I I enjoyed it a lot because it was um, I skipped Low A and it was kind of a I, I was with people that I didn't know, and so it was new friendships and uh, um, it was a, a cool league obviously you always have a better time whenever you have a good a good year but um but yeah, host families again i i haven't stayed with anybody but host families in my in minor early days so that's uh um i get used to that but um but yeah favorite memories i passed out one time in kinston north carolina after i pitched <laughs> cuz it was just of heat exhaustion everybody was it was like 114 that day and i just passed out at it Going to the emergency room. That's a good memory.
1: Did you really? That's uh, that's awful.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. I think we we were on our way back from um, Kinston, and we were around Baltimore area. And I started like shaking and throwing up and stuff. It was bad. But but. um <laughs> So the whole team had so, to stop with you then? Yeah, they stopped with me. I went to to a hospital, and they went back to Wilmington. And um our trainer, who actually is with us here, Dave Dave Iannica, in Omaha now. Um he was he stayed with me all night. he would hold my hand he was sweet. <laughs> That's great.
1: well, your battery mate, uh one of them at least, was Salvador Perez. So could you tell even back then that he'd become the beast that he is today?
0: He's the best he's the best catcher I've ever thrown to um and actually that uh I actually threw more to Will Myers that year <laughs> if that if you wanna like have a story about that he when he was a catcher when they tried him out as a catcher um he was my 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 go to because um he Salvador had to take um a little bit of rest every week so they, they always give me will. <laughs> so that was that was interesting. How
1: was that? <laughs> yeah, how was that?
0: He was he was raw. Yeah. I guess. I mean he got better. Um they started out in low air that year and um he obviously he hit so they moved him up but he wasn't much of a catcher, so uh, we we had a fun growing
1: um we had some growing
0: pains but he uh was athletic enough to to pick it up and then finally i think they were they thought better of it and they said let's just put him in the outfield
1: (laughs) yeah well his bat took him to the majors obviously uh yeah so so you mentioned the host families there how does that work by the way is that like how how do you find them and is that ever weird like or any of your teammates ever have any weird stories
0: yeah well there's always weird stories chris twire he uh i guess he woke up and there was like like spiders and flies hitting them in the face and all this kind of weird stuff in one house, and so you have those houses, um, you know, weird families and crazy host sisters and stuff like that. But um, but my host families have always been awesome. Um, my in Wilmington, they set you up with one. That's how everybody lives. Um, no one lives in an apartment, and uh, so and I still have a good relationship with my host family. From Wilmington, they moved down to Surprise, Arizona, where our uh, spring training facility is, and they uh, they house us in spring training too. So they're they're great. They're a great uh, couple. And uh, um, in Double A AA and Triple A, we had to do a little bit more work because most people stay in apartments. So we had you know we contacted a couple um, people that used to play here. Um, churches are a good place to to go to. Um, ask if someone wants to host people. So. Yeah, you, you do a little work, but there's always really willing people. So we've been blessed for that.
1: One other Wilmington question: So after 2010, you got honored with the Mike Sweeney Award, and you got to make an mm-hmm. appearance here in Overland Park at the Convention Center. So how cool was that? Yeah. You know, uh, you know that that honor.
0: Yeah, that was cool. That was a, a neat. I I had a cannoli for the first time, so that <laughs> that was my best memory of uh, of Overland Park and that that convention. Uh, I, I think I ate about 12 in one sitting. So. Um, <laughs> But uh, you know that was a cool moment. I had you know all, there was all the Kansas City fans, and it was it was really blowing up. So um, especially just for going to a hospital a couple of times, but it was cool to meet Mike Sweeney. He's um, I grew up watching him, so that was cool and see his heart. He has he has the biggest heart of anybody I've ever seen. So that was that was really cool. And then to rub shoulders, uh, or I guess elbows, right, um, yes. with, uh, with all the big leaguers was was also a good time.
1: Well, 2011, uh, you started 11 games between Northwest Arkansas and the Arizona League, so obviously you must have been hurt that year. What was the injury you had in in 11?
0: Um, It's all shoulder. In 2008, I had a little bit of a um, – right before my junior year, I had um, shoulder surgery, a little clean out, nothing much, but it was um, just kind of ongoing junk with my my shoulder. As all baseball players do, especially pitchers, you have to learn how to – Maintain strength and uh, and keep injury at bay. So, um, my first couple years as a professional baseball player, I have I've had to learn how to how to be smart about it and how to you know take it easy, throw in whenever it's barking and all kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's just little little impingement issues in my shoulder.
1: Well, you spent uh, 2012 the entire year in Springdale, Arkansas. You went three and two with the 4-1-2. What are your favorite memories of Springfield slash vaytonville in the Texas League?
0: Um, that's that's like the most beautiful place in the world. The Ozark Mountains down there in Arkansas is beautiful, um, and and everything. I, I always come keep coming back to stories about just my friends, um, Brandon Lafferty. we were we we're good friends, and uh, he. We live the same host family so we used to go shoot guns and um and just to go fishing with uh, Kendall rolls and um some guys who were there and it was it's always about the about the the guys in the in because um, you get so close to everybody but um yeah I like the I like the travel because so close to home in the Texas League we get to, on an off day it was two hours away from Springfield so I get to just Hop on the road and, and be there anytime. And even if it was a night that I wanted to go surprise my parents after a day game, I would go home. So it was cool because of the proximity. And the year before, um, or it's on 10 I was so far away. It was it was nice to be close to home. I
1: remember Lafferty. What's he doing now? He was he was a lefty with the awesome stash, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, mustache, stash. Yeah, yeah, man. He everything happened right. He uh, he got um, rule five by the Phillies, and but then in spring training for some reason he got released and now he's in uh uh he couldn't find a job i don't know how you don't find a job throwing 97 as a lefty <laughs> but um he uh he's playing up in winnipeg um canada in the uh playing indie ball he was actually up there with patrick keating oh, yeah, uh, yeah. he's a well-known name for the royals um yeah they're both up there and uh and playing i think he's still up there he met a girl so it's that's, that's Good story. <laughs> there you. Go.
1: Hey, how'd you meet your girl, by the way? Was she college or pro, or when did you meet her?
0: Um yeah, 2011 after that season, uh, met her at church. Oh cool. And uh, yeah, she was. It was like one of those like stunned moments because I just started going to that church. I was like, who? That and. Uh, <laughs> to be my wife. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. We had to get
1: her plug in there. So last year, yeah. it seemed like your career took off last year. So you combined for a two-five-five ERA. You had seventy-two Ks and fifty-three innings between Northwest Arkansas and in Omaha. Only two in Northwest Arkansas, I may add. Thirty in Omaha. So what oh. do you feel clicked for you last year? Is that is that a fair term? Did something click last year? Yeah.
0: Um. As a starter, most of my life, I've had a go through or i i got used to that and so um i in pro ball my starting numbers have been a lot better than my relieving numbers and i've I had to kind of understand the mindset of being a reliever i'm really intense a lot of times and so to work as a, as a starter to to be intense only one day out of five <laughs> and uh um and be able to relax and so I've had, i of had to learn a little bit about um how to how to act at, in the in the bullpen and uh but last year I was started the year on the phantom for 6 weeks and um so that was that was a fun 6 weeks of not throwing a base or not uh pitching and I kind of I got a I think it was all mindset really just my my work ethic nothing changed my my pitching i i did learn a cutter actually could probably be one of the big reasons um i was able to throw a, a good breaking ball for once this in, in pro ball but um but my mindset it was i was completely at peace with with everything and i was i kind of had my my mind where it needed to be and whenever they gave me the ball i just kind of went out there and mind mindlessly through and uh and had fun competing and not thinking about too much so um that kind of uh, that's definitely what helped and um and the cutter <laughs> the the cutter was a, a big ad- addition to my to my pitching when so that uh that helped a lot
1: too well, you're currently sporting a 1-2-3 ERA with 28 Ks and uh, 36 innings. So, you mentioned the cutter. Give us a full scouting report. What pitches are you throwing these days? What speeds do you sit and top out at? And is the cutter kind of become your strikeout pitch too? Is that how you've kind of been able to do that?
0: Yeah, yeah. This year, obviously, the strikeouts aren't there, and um, yeah, my uh, my breaking ball, the the cutter that uh, has been suspect lately. So my my strikeouts haven't really been there. It was a good strikeout pitch last year. At least it took people off my fastball. My fastball's always been my strikeout pitch because it's pretty deceptive. Um, and uh, yeah, my my fastball has been it's it's getting back to where it was. It wasn't as um, it, it's not as firm as it was last year. And I've had to kind of figure that one out. But um, yeah, I'm anywhere from eighty eight to to ninety three ninety four and. Uh, and my, i have a, my cutter is kind of like a slider cutter mix it's uh it breaks more than a cutter and some sometimes it doesn't I don't know, but it's it's a harder it's a harder pitch i like so I like to call it a cutter and and then I have a change up as well um and i I use that sparingly
1: well, and you're for somebody who's never seen you throw, you're kinda of three quarters a lot of deception is that is that pretty accurate
0: yeah, yeah that's perfect <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: Well, we like we talked about earlier, the bullpen in here in KC is loaded also there in Omaha. But one guy that Royals fans keep talking about besides you that we've never seen is Spencer Patton. So kinda of tell us more about him and give us a scouting report on Spencer.
0: Yeah, Spencer's my roomie. He's uh we're in the same host family. Um and Spencer, he's uh he's he's had quite a story and I know you've uh talked to him, um, and we're we're all pumped pumped for him because he's had such a uh crazy, cool story in the minor leagues. But he's, um, he's the same, the same thing as, as me. His, uh, fastball is, is very deceptive, and, uh, it gets up on people real fast, and he, uh, um, and he pounds his own with his fastball. That's pretty much, he, he loves using his fastball, and his breaking ball is just as good, but, um, and I think that's why he has so many strikeouts, just because people are so geared up for that fastball that he, uh, when he throws that breaking ball in there, they have no chance. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he competes. He goes out there. He's really calm, and uh, he, he does this thing. He throws a lot of, a lot of strikes and makes people miss. So um, he's, he's definitely a, a big league pitcher, and uh, and hopefully he he gets that chance this year. Um, he definitely deserves it. And he's, um, he yeah he's really consistent. So that's that's one thing that I know that Roy was like about him is that he's he's really consistent with his uh, with how he pitches. He doesn't um, go out there and he's not. Doctor uh, uh Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. He's he's Spencer. He's right he's doing his thing every time. So
1: um yeah. Cool. Well last two things for you, Ben thanks for all your time by the way. Number one, what what about Omaha? How are you liking Omaha? Do you have any favorite hot spots after a year plus there?
0: Yeah. Um I'm a big coffee guy. I'm uh me and actually I, I was it's kinda nice to have like wood Come to our team because he's a he's a big coffee snob too. So uh, I love finding good coffee spots, and uh, sometimes it's it's hard because there's not a lot of uh, artisan coffee shops uh, in the Midwest. But um, uh, Bean Smith Coffee here in Omaha that was uh, um, kind of a nice find. It's right in, close to the stadium in like a warehouse almost. <laughs> it, they're they're only they're known for roasting their coffee, not really selling it. So, but I, I went there and that was a nice find. And uh, um, Sarah and I, she she likes she's from China, so she likes uh, um, like a lot of Thai type of food, um, a lot of curry, and we found a nice nice Indian uh, spot, a uh, nice Indian restaurant that we like to go to. So um, yeah, it's we get used to, to our little spots, and whenever we get to have a, a date to go out, but usually I just. Uh, goes to the field. The field's my hot spot. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a beautiful park out there. I like that park a lot.
0: Well, yeah, it's nice.
1: In closing, then, what would you like to say to uh, to Rails fans listening right now?
0: Oh man, just just stay with them because they're you know they're they're competing. They're uh, they're doing their thing, and I know they've had a you know good in the last couple weeks. And even if it even if it hits a little bit, and they uh, just just stay with them because all oh, they're they're a talented, talented group. And I'm looking forward to to helping that cause and bring them a a ring so um but it's 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 here they have a good team they're a really good team and always need that uh a little little spark
1: well keep doing your thing down there it's been a lot of fun watching you these last several years i know a lot of royals fans are pulling for you especially with the local connection and kind of being the underdog story and putting up the numbers so keep at it man we're pulling for you and we'll stay in touch and hopefully we'll see you up here uh, sometime in the near future in kc awesome
0: dave thank you for the call